The following podcast is a part of RadioMisfits.com. From the birthplace of modern winemaking, Sonoma, California, welcome to the winemakers. Local experts Sam Katuri, Bart Hansen, and Brian Casey, along with host John Myers, invite you to listen in as they discuss all facets of winemaking. So sit back, pour yourself a glass, and let's hear what the guys have to say this week. Ah, nice pour, Sam. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Winemakers. I'm John Myers. It was just all right. I'm John Myers. I'm sitting with Brian Casey and Sam Katuri and Bart Hansen. Hey, John. We we are the Winemakers. You got that one up loud over there. Sorry, we we had the soft-spoken Soft-spoken Iowans over in the corner there. Actually, both of them, you're right. I did have to turn her up immensely. Believe me. So, you know, it's so, so interesting. Um, our last guests, uh, were talking about starting to pick for bubbly, right? For the, the under the wire. Yeah. Under the, under the wire label beginning of August and harvest is here. It's happening. People are picking grapes in California. Well, and also, you know, in one of the warmer grape growing areas in California, right? The, uh, you know, Antioch, um, and let's for, face it, for and there's a not a lot of kind deep of soils, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, and they're picking at what? What? What are you talking about? Bricks levels for seventeen? Yeah, uh, which, yeah. I think yeah, something like that. Eight, around seventeen, eighteen. Crazy. Yeah, crazy low. So, what would that grape taste like if you went out there tomorrow and picked it and put it in your mouth? <sighs> pretty tart. Yeah. Shrill. Nasty. Right? I think yeah, a pretty good descriptor I, is shrill. I don't what even if, think the birds would want it. Yeah, it's probably. <laughs> You know, probably not. It's probably before the birds are really going to start to go after them. But the reason they're doing that is because they're making sparkling wine, so they want they want just vexing, vibrant acidity, right? Yeah. Well, you know, with sparkling, and if you want a really interesting take on how sparkling wine is made, we have two great episodes: the Jamie Powers one and the Chris Cottrell Morgan Twain Peterson one. Um, But you know, because because. There's so many things that you do, you know, the additions of uh, base wine and dosage and the in the winemaking process, you got to start, you'd have to start with crazy, crazy acid. With those, yeah. those well, we also wines. had Lulu Peterson on. Um, and she she brought her. Oh, Lulu right. McClellan. McClellan. Excuse From me. Uh, Hanley. Hanley. Right. With um, her. Uh, with her uh, which may or may not wine. exist anymore. We got like one of the last bottles of that going. Yeah. That's right. And I, I made the uh, big mistake of using the French term for it. Yes. Champagne. Better not. It's, It'll it's be people, sparkling. There's a, we actually just saw this documentary, uh, Cy, Jamie, speaking of Jamie Powers, and the Spassiani Theater put on a little fundraiser, um, and there was a year in champagne. So it was, it was this woman oh. named Martine, Martine's distribution, dis, yes. the, the wine importer out of Novato. And she went to champagne. She did this in three regions. They did champagne, port, and burgundy. And I waited on these people a few weeks ago. Oh, really? And, and they, so they went to champagne four times. They went in the, in the spring. They went in the summer. They went at harvest. And they went uh, during like bottling and blending. And yeah, they're really serious about you not saying champagne unless totally it's grown serious. in champagne. Now Jamie I, 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 has champagne at Sai. At Sai. Yes. So she can For call sure. herself a champagne bar. Bart and I have had it. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think there's, I think at this point, everybody in Sonoma has had some champagne. Some of the ca- there's no better way to spend your day if you're in Sonoma during, especially in the afternoon, I think, is go order up some caviar and a couple glasses or a bottle or a magnum of uh, champagne. <laughs> or or and, a magnum of potato chips. And the caviar goes quick. My wife actually With, ate the whole living thing. Living your champagne dreams and caviar. What's the? Champagne cavi- wishes and caviar, caviar dreams. dreams. There you go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lifestyles of the poor and winos. That's right. <laughs> but I, those people that came in, they, they said that, oh, yeah, we're, we made, we make, we made, you might know our movies. We made a year in Champagne, a year in Burgundy, and I, was, yeah, yeah. I remember well, seeing them they, on, they on showed demand. The, they showed the year in Burgundy at the Sonoma Valley Film Festival a couple years ago. Oh, and it's a great, They're beautiful, uh, great movie. Beautiful, beautiful And they, they knew nothing about wine when they went into making these movies, uh, uh, which yes, is weird. But, but the great thing is, and I don't know her first name but martine that is her first name oh martine is, is her, her first name i don't Mar- know her last that's name that's what it is yeah. Marti- i mean she knows everything um yeah. my friend nils uh Just works for her bombs. um he's he's the salesperson for them in uh manhattan um and it nice was like his, job it was like his dream job to work <laughs> yeah. for martine imports in uh huh in uh, uh not, i want to oh, say brooklyn that's where he lives but in um they were uh, torn yeah. between the. Uh, they said, "Do you think we should order the this Kieran Robinson Viognier or this Dariush Viognier?" I said, "Boy, those are completely different wines." Yeah, yeah they are. Um, but I would highly recommend the Kieran Robinson. Yeah. Probably cost half the amount too, right? <laughs> it did literally yeah. pretty much uh, half the amount. Thanks. And and they said, "Ooh, this tastes well, very French." Well, you see, that's two two different. Uh, <laughs> Counties also correct. Uh, the Sonoma Valley for the uh, Viognier for Karen, and I think Dariush probably is. A, do they have Napa Viognier yeah. over there? Yeah, I would imagine. I don't know. Or, I'm not it's sure. Crazy over there. Who knows? Who, I'm not sure where. Every once in a while, food. you know, there isn't cab. You can find something. <laughs> Ooh, sort of. I'm gonna get <laughs> shot at just hey, like look, John's getting P- shot at for calling things that aren't champagne. Yeah, champagne. I mean, uh, um, <laughs> Trey getting it at Robert Bialy. They have great zins. They have, you know, I mean, you you look around. There are plenty of other things in Napa than cabs. Yeah. Well, and I don't know why anyone buys cab over there anyway. Sonoma makes the most complex cabs because of the uh, <laughs> I like microclimates Ranch over here. Cabs from oh man, there's nothing better than a Moon Mountain cab, boy. Or I'll tell Dane's you what. Hellers. Now, do you remember what we were just talking about before we were on mic? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you can get oh, back sorry. to us on that. Sorry, am I supposed we to just, be making friends? Right. We just <laughs> lost a whole we, bunch of the audience. We actually just started pouring the mascot by the glass. Uh, the other day, which is a bond. Uh, yeah, that's what said the mascot is. Is oh, it's a good cab. It's basically their second tier uh, bond. Um, you know, it's their second level. Does it taste wine. like wine, or does it taste like um, some sort of manufactured wine with no acid? Uh, no, it actually tastes. It tastes <laughs> good. It tastes like it, there's nothing like the bond. Though I had the thirteen bond the other night. Um, oh, I had a it, That was one of the best Dane cabs the I've had in my life. Me it's too. Good. That's the way I feel. You know, I mean, well, thankfully, I, I Barth's doesn't more. cost $1,300, though. Or, or the Latesh. Or, or uh, unfortunately for Bart, his doesn't cost $1,300. <laughs> and exactly you sell three right. bottles and take the rest of your month off. Yeah, right. You know? right. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't believe when I was talking about Latesh with Joan and Latosh. And Latosh. Lat- that's why they didn't let you in. You can't say it. it. You're not going to get it. Uh. (laughs) Well, you know, you're not going to get it anyway. Yeah, fair enough. All right. (laughs) That's it. I mean, how much is it? Roman conch. (laughs) 
<laughs> there it is. You See, can swear on yes, the podcast. Yes, you can. It's all okay. John. It's it's the Iowa accent, man, or Chicago accent. That's it. So, well, what no. are we drinking today? By by the way, all right, we so got like a bunch. Of I, we shit got a bunch. There's a bunch of stuff open in front of us. There's still a bottle of uh, That's the mine. Syrah. Oh, okay, never mind. There's no more Syrah from Griffin's Lair left. Uh-uh, I'm taking um, that. So I brought something that's kind of interesting. Yeah. And I, we'll taste them before I do the reveal. But there's two wines, both from Oakville Ranch, made by the Oakville Ranch Home Label. One is supposedly the higher-end cuvee. One is the regular cuvee. Uh, oh, the, so we get to guess? We get to guess, and we get to... Doesn't matter which one we drink first? Doesn't matter which one you drink first. Okay. And do uh, we know who the said winemaker is for the Oakville Ranch? Uh, 2014 may have still been Ann Vodder, oh. uh, but I think she was sort of transitioning out, and I'm blanking on the, the well, new case woman's load. name. Um, but the thing about these wines is uh, Antonio Galoni scored these wines recently, and the lower-end cuvee got a higher score than the higher-end cuvee. So when that happens, everybody goes, "Oh shit! What are we doing now?" So we've been we've been talking about and right. had these wines open for uh, a few days. To so there's been they've been open for a little bit, but um, that's okay. I can deal with a day or two. Are they same vintage? Same vintage. Okay. Same vintage. Same. Same vintage. Same vintage. Same winemaker. Interesting. Different. You know, based on selections of the group. That one's the good. The winemaker, uh, the general that... manager, the owner, my dad, probably some other people, sat in a room and decided what the high-end cuvee should be. Um, so how do we differentiate the names? What do we? The one we just tried, what do we call that? Just call that the colorful, colorful label. label and then the white label. Okay, the colorful label. It's got a little bit of, uh, it's a little bit hot for me and it's a little bit front of the mouth. Okay. Um, Ooh, good, Brian. That's, I would, I would yeah, that's, that's totally agree with you. Kind of sits in the, in the front. front yeah. Lots of pepper there. Right? Yeah. And that that really right, now, so that's the colored label. Now we're it tastes more like a zin to me than a strong zin than hmm. anything else because of that. And this one, okay, so this is the orange O, the orange O white label. label. I guess the other one's got an orange O also, multicolored. Got some maroons and blues and greens going there. Well, in the scores, was it that much of a difference? Uh, one was a, a high eighties and one was a low nineties. So wow. It doesn't matter how big of a difference is when one has a nine in front of it and one has an eight in front of it. Right. Even Absolutely. if it's 89, 89 and 91, 91 that yeah. could be right. a thousand point difference. Right. Uh, speaking of which, Jeff Cohn just uh, got all oh, his yeah, Parker scores. He got there. some really he nice did, bumps there. So shout out to Jeff. Well, and I see our friend Jeb. Um, Jeb Dunnick is Oh, he was on, on that list. On what Jeb list? Du- on the, the 100 most influential people yes, in the was. wine industry. Yeah. Uh, and he was pretty high up there on that list. He's like, like 17, 27, like, something like yeah, that. Yeah, higher than... Uh, Morgan the, Twain Peterson, number 95. Right. Which... <laughs> and, I, and they did... Did they say that it was in like order of influence? Like, how do you... Whatever. Yeah, I don't go know. Go into wine.com. You can go hell? find it. It's on there. I'm not reposting it. Uh, but it's out there. 100 most influential people... You know what they're talking it's about just is a list. What it's not they, in order. Well, it's almost and, more social media. Um, no, you know what? It, to me, it, when you get down to the bottom of the list, it was the people who are influenced what gets drunk the most. So you had really big, you know, Constellation, Gallo, right, and and Southern and and Young. So the people who are touching, you know, what, through their business, yeah. the most amount of wines that get opened, but. 
Uh, you said this was wine.com? Uh, no, oh, into, into Wine. Thank you. Don't into call. Wine. Anyway, um, yeah, Jeb Dunnick. Yeah, but high I, on that list. High on that list. Yeah. Higher than uh, the woman from Parker. Right, from, the new uh, advocate. The new advocate. Yeah. Um, and I see he's down this weekend. Uh, Paso Robles um, doing mass tastings. Uh, Sandra was down there. I don't know what she was doing. She's coming back today. She's been down there all week. What's going on down there? Mm. I guess I really we like the white label. Didn't you, you know? I so, so so. Here's my orange things. Orange. I'm orange. Oh, it's got a much better finish. It's richer. It's round. It's round. It, yeah. And it has a finish where the colorful label um, kind of ends kind of short. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I I I'm would give you. the note to the orange. O myself. As, yeah, me uh, too. So so you guys. Uh, and, and 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 I would say that if if they said a ninety one and an eighty nine, I would almost go a notch up for the orange O, and I would take a notch down for the other one. Uh, wait, well, wait, but which ones? We are we are exactly opposite what the scores were, and we chose. I mean, and I agree with you um, that this one with the white label and the or- big orange O is a more complete wine. Than huh. than the sort of but standard that one label. Got the, that one this got is the, the one that score? got higher score. Interesting. And this is the one that is the more expensive cuvee uh, mm. that got the lower score. One thing you know, these wines have been open for three days. So one thing I know about Galoni is um, is when the the one time we tasted with him, we'd open the wines the day before because we feel like our wines taste better the next day. Right. Mm. And he, he you're allowed he, to do that. Well, you can do whatever you can do whatever you want, right? I mean, there's no rules unless there are rules that he makes. So, okay, and he actually I didn't thought... like that we did that. He didn't like that we did that. Right. He'd rather have had the wine open the wines in front of him fresh. And you know, so the one thing about this is it's been open for a while. Maybe fresh when you just open these bottles. Maybe they are they are flipped, yeah. and that right. in the two or three days that they've been opened, they've right. sort of settled. They've, they've, oh, they've shown their out. true true Certainly, colors. You know, well, and, and, and or just shown different colors, right? Yeah, and maybe the you know the the O label, the more expensive label, is meant to be more age worthy, right? Um, and meant to, um, and and so maybe it showed a little harsher tannins when it was freshly opened. And that maybe the um, the less expensive wine, the larger production wine, is softer and rounder and when it's young, its and it's or... just and it's and it's not showing as well after yeah. a couple of days. No. Anyway, I, said, I, I finally my my dad had brought these bottles over uh, sometime yesterday, and I hadn't gotten a well, chance to, to do. Were you guys farming this vineyard? We, this is a, this is the Oakville Ranch was basically the first big Napa vineyard project that we had. Um, hmm. so, a big thanks to Phil Katuri. Yeah. Believe me. So this was hey, hey, you know, to go back to your uh, listing of uh, uh, the most influential. Yes. It really is not. It's not. They're not trying to suggest who's good or bad or who's better. But it's 100 people from, from winemakers to lawmakers, bankers to bloggers, and psalms to celebrities who influence wine, how it's made, marketed, perceived, sold, shipped, purchased, shared, and consumed. Okay. So that's a whole hell of a lot. There's a lot of criteria of shit there. in there, man. I yeah. mean, I'm not, and, you know, I mean, I'm not sure how you put that list together classic, on any one of those. It's a classic you know? listicle. Uh, you know, yeah, of course. It's but a ma- um, it's a magazine article. Yeah, they're selling. They're and selling content. Here we are talking about it. So w- it's content. They did the, it did its, it's job. Content for us. Uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, we were, I, we I, weren't I, on the list, John. So it can't right, be that. exactly. <laughs> I reposted it, and yeah, you know, my comments were that you know I thought that uh, there were a lot of the right people on it, not necessarily in that order. Um, 
So in our world, how in long my, has Morgan world. Yeah. Twain Peterson been in the wine world since he was born? Since he was born, for made his first okay. wine at five, right? Let me see. We're one year into our podcast. I, I was so. joking. And, no, no, no. We will. We will. We're getting a lot of good attention. You know? We'll be on that Seriously. list next. If year. we're on that yeah. list, it'll. Here's what. I, here's the thing. John about those as lists. a consumer. Here's the thing about those lists, and, and I guarantee you could ask anybody who is on that list that they sold zero bottles of wine. They got maybe a half a dozen followers on social media from it. You, you know, at the end of the day, unless the other than really big splashes, all this stuff. Uh, you know, it's nice. It's good to send out to your members and to your customers, but um, you got to. You sell wine, you and, you, and you sell. You, know, you get people to listen to your podcast or yeah. read your blog. Yep. Uh, in one-on-one personal, uh, right situations. That's, that's the only what, way it happens. That's what, that's that's the way to make it work that lasts a long time. Well, and it's just like you said, Sam. The people that were at the tasting house just before you came over, you know, they were there for a reason. Someone had been there. They wanted to retaste a wine that you had poured for them that obviously made a huge impression on them. I imagine when you reopened that bottle of wine, it made a bigger impression on him because it was tasting so good. Thank you for sharing that. And most likely the other people in that group are going to buy wine from that experience yeah. and meeting you. Right. And I don't mean you specifically, but, you know, in general, Jasmine. they can meet someone. Paul. Meeting Jasmine and Paul. <laughs> yeah. I, wore my, I wore my dress t-shirt today. <laughs> I, was, I put on my Sunday What do you best. call That's that uh, famous Japanese. That's Hokus, like a, Hokusai. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the, like the yeah, waves. The waves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. This is, I, I dress like a 16-year-old Japanese skateboarder. Wow. Pink, Brian, Pink Dolphin is my t-shirt company. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Grenache. 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 The original Which Grenache is, Day uh, t-shirt. We're, we're getting yeah. close, aren't we? Dude, Isn't that weird? We're, we're in August. August. Look, grapes, as we speak, as you listen to this, if you're listening to this live, Mid-August. grapes are being picked in California. Grenache Day, you know, the thing that's wonderful and really fucked about Grenache Day is it's like right when all the Grenache starts to get ripe. It's, I mean, that's yeah. why it's it's in the middle of harvest. So we are, you know. Yeah, but the nice thing for you is you don't really have to do anything for Grenache Day other show up for a party. Right. right. Well, yeah. Wait, what are you trying to say? That Sam doesn't do shit? I just show up to parties. No, I'm saying <laughs> I'm a that professional party show upper. Yeah, I get paid well. Have to put we don't have to throw the party. Yeah. He doesn't have to throw the party. It's just to show up. Did we all party. get invites? Everybody has a purpose I, in life, Sam. I, I, got, I got an, an invite. invite. Right. invites? Okay, cool. We're all going. Okay. Because I think it's one of those DL parties again this year. Yeah, BYOG. Not, not open to uh, Bring mass your own public, garage. but I'm going to start stalking. Start stalking Ooh, at uh, uh, Sonoma's Best. I'm going to buy some Grenache. <laughs> and then maybe the bottle barn. bottle barn. I'm going to buy some Grenache. I'm going to go to the Roan Room. I'm going to buy, buy some Grenache. Grenache. Where Are else am I going to go? If you go to sponsored the sponsorships, oh, brought to you man. by Brian If you go Casey. to the Roan Room, you're going ha- to have to talk to him about... Uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to the Roan Room and I'm going to say, can you Chen order some Chum Blue, Blue, some of the Heloise and Abelard, and just leave which it in one the is t- Which one is the Grenache? The... The, both the Abelard. Well, they both they're both, both. blends of Grenache but one Syrah. Has more, right? The Abelard adds a little bit of Viognier and it's more Syrah. Okay. Um, but we're just wondering if they'll keep some there for us so that when John wants to buy some, <laughs> when you guys aren't available uh, to answer the phone when John calls you and have wine delivered, that he can go to the <laughs> Roan room and pick up a bottle of Chambly. Blue. And since I am officially uh, knighted by Chambly, and, yes. and yes, Nicole addresses are, me, she addresses me sir. now as 
the Honorable Sir Brian. I didn't get that in my email. Well, no, you weren't. You're not I, didn't, I don't remember. I don't remember seeing you on your knees at the girl in the fig you on know, the patio, I'm getting not. an olive branch uh, over both of your shoulders, either, John. Right? It's amazing that she brought. Did we? Did she have the olive? No, we. No, we went and cut we, the olive we, branch <laughs> from the landscaping there at the. Yes. Back you, of the girl. In the I, as I was cutting, I go, "Is this did. okay, Sandra?" As I continue to yeah, cut. Exactly. <laughs> I Sorry, do believe I Sandra told me she was not going to do any more uh, parties like that. Also. What. She said she didn't want to do any more parties like any that. more parties like what like our podcast like our recording? podcast oh out please. on the back and you know and well it, it was, was it was Saturday morning and we took up a whole packed. bunch of real estate on a at prime brunch hours yeah which was also what was fantastic about it is that you know we were and she probably bought brunch she I did buy brunch she, but we bought I some wine do we believe, bought some wine yeah yeah it's all okay you know it's all okay with everybody. You know, I mean, I, I love that place. I'm there t- twice a day for lunch. We had a great twi- lunch last week. That was a great lunch with yeah. Viviana. Yeah. We really did. Yeah. You know, it was good real, wines a and lot good of food. fun. And, yep. and, you know, it's just a nice place to uh, hang out. So, yeah. Anyway, okay. I know. So, that, can we talk about the fires for a little bit that are. Yeah. I mean, Cal- California, California, Northern California again. is on yeah. fire. I mean, I you know, it, it is amazing that we're having the fires that we're having again this year. Um, Red flag warning for this weekend. Right? Do, you, exactly. do, you, do you think it's ever going to change? Bart? Well, I, I, I mean, you know, I, it'll be I every year posted that thing today. And I think this is just what's happening. Um, it's the new normal. Well, I, I hate that term, but let's face it. It is getting warmer. Um, uh, there is a lot of things out there to burn. Um, there's less resources because there's more fires. Um, we're not managing our forests the way we used to when we actually um, harvested wood. Right. Um, so, I, you know, it makes you kind of wonder. Um, yeah. It, there was something that I read. I mean, uh, it seems like the firefighting is getting more and more advanced. I mean, we have more right. planes in the air. Uh, we have, you know, uh, they still, more people, but there's just more fires. There was, there was this week... With the car fire and the, the, the Shasta fire, you know, Shasta Redding fire, the Mendocino fires, everything else, there was essentially 900 engines requested that weren't able to be filled. So, you know, wow. in whatever this new normal is, if that's what it is, um, you know, there is, we, we as a state, you know, we're in the fifth largest economy. Uh, I think need, we're the fourth now. I think we're the fourth. Yeah. Whatever. We Are we, have we passed the rest now, of the United States? Well, with this legalizing uh, of marijuana, oh, we're yeah, going to be third that's, in like that's we, months. We pa- not helping the economy. Uh, right Great Britain. But, you know, we need 900 more fire trucks in the state. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, uh, Taylor Sarah's, this is, um, you know, newsflash, I'm about to agree with a political take made by a Sarah's on, in public. And that, um, that's... Uh, posted uh, this unusual. article... Considering uh, how yeah. right wing, yeah, they have a, a, you know, but this is Sonoma and they're people, rural people, you know, if, and of, of Taylor every, posted a yeah. thing that just to Bart's point, which is, um, we don't manage our wildlands and our forest lands. We now let them grow and put the fire out, and and so you know, add to that climate change, add to that. Um, all of the houses and, you know, expansion into the wildland interface, uh, we need to do more to be proactive. Sam, there's supposed to be forest management. 
they're supposed to yeah, take well, care no, of that. But, there are 180 million dead trees in California. But John, that are it's not, I'm not talking burn. about those areas. I'm talking about like the oak woodlands between the back of Lomita and the bottom of Hanzel that, you know, this strip across the bottom of Sonoma Valley, right. you know, we're talking about all these areas and it's not just logging it and managing it and harvesting it. Um, the myth of the native Americans who lived in this area as passive hunter gatherers is, is a myth. Those peoples, those first nations, um, actively managed the the wildlands that they lived in. They would do control burns in November and December, and they would burn things out because, A, it made the stuff that they did gather grow back better. It made the things that they were hunting move to where they could catch them. Mm. Uh, and it reduced the, you know, in those days, there wasn't a man-made fires. There weren't no power, you know, there was no power lines and car. No you know, cars. No cars, ca- you know, yeah. catching on fire and starting these things. But there were still lightning fires. There was still fire danger. Um, you know, we might live in a place where we need to burn our wildlands in control burns in November, you know, after the first rains every year to, to protect ourselves and to protect our wine. I mean, I, I, I've noticed things soapbox down. Yeah, no, it's okay. I've I've noticed some things riding, riding my bike around the Valley and areas that were completely burned, um, around Dunbar, you know, uh, up in Glen Ellen, you'd be hard-pressed, except for there's some scarred trees, to find places where you thought there was a fire that we had last year. The grasses all grew back. Grew back bigger and taller than they bigger were before. Bigger and taller than ever before. Um, some people have uh, managed those. Some people have not. Um, there are still trees um, that are growing that have branches that are down low at the area where the grass grows and they catch on the tree and the tree starts burning. Um, it's been the windiest um, summer that I can remember in past years, um, and it, it it doesn't seem like it's the threat is any less. Well, I mean, and honestly, it's not. I, I, I'm concerned. It's yeah. it's August second, and we're not even really into the fire area here. No, and, I think and we're still. And there's places that could still burn in Sonoma County. When did it start last year? October second, October ninth, ninth. Okay. Yeah. October, well, midnight, October eighth. Somebody. Uh, um, wrote to us on the podcast and said how eerie it was to hear us talk about what a normal, great year it was, and then all of a sudden, holy shit, right. everything's on fire. Right. And it's not just us. Right. It's Colorado, where my sister lives. It's on fire. Yeah. It's everywhere from here, from the Rockies west, including Oregon, Washington, and Canada. It's amazing. Yeah. So it's interesting yeah. following the the legal ramifications too. Have you guys noticed all the commercials on TV from PG&E about <sighs> yeah, how all the stuff yeah. that they're doing to prevent yeah. fires? Well, and they'll just ra- raise our rates. They'll pay everybody, but they'll raise the rates. My wife was saying last night that they're saying one of the um, sources of the fire that started last year they're thinking is this one house that was off the grid that had their own power grid sort of going on and we don't know if it maybe they were growing weed or if they were just some super hipsters that were off the grid but they they have some power lines that weren't attached to the to the normal grid Hmm. yeah weird yeah well i i do know that essentially now pg&e will proactively and I imagine it'll happen this coming weekend. That's going to be a you. You know what? Oh. You owe us a glass of wine. 
No, it's not. It's you. It's me? Holy oh, John owes us a glass yeah, of wine. Okay, I, we have some what? background noise. There uh, we go. PG&E will be turning off the power in rural areas uh, in high wind events. So, I mean, it, mm. it, it, in my mind, is sort of really? a, a, a admission of right. culpability yeah. in that your power line started the fires in the first place. But the other thing is, it doesn't mean just because you turn the power off that other fires aren't going to start. And when... And when you don't have water, or you don't have power at the top of the mountain, it means you also don't have water at the top yeah, of the mountain. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. You know, so... Um, right, so much for defending so your much, own property. Yeah, exactly. You need to build a water tower like we did at uh, Fairmont. That's a great water tower. You know, 1920... It was, I think it was 1925. Was after a, the 23 fire. It was after the 23 fire, and they said that's never going to happen to us again, so they built that big water tower. Really? Have, have, uh, have any of you guys I, noticed um, driving south down 121 towards 37... When you get to Ravenswood, that there's a brand new water tank um, that you see from the road, so it's it's got to be a couple hundred feet in the air, and and out I, there at that big Ravenswood out facility, at the Ravenswood quarry facility, yeah. and and it's a wood tank. It's really interesting. Huh. Um, I was hoping that you'd run into hmm. Peter Mathis to ask him about it and stuff. Um, yeah, it's a huge water tank sitting up there, and it's right. brand new. I'm gonna go look. Yeah, interesting article that the car fire. C A R R fire in California. Although it was started so, by a car, it was. Yeah. It's so hot that it's <laughs> creating its own weather system, oh, yeah. and that it's so large and so hot that it's creating stronger winds and making it uh, very difficult for them to predict where it's going to go. Yeah. You know, and, and what to do. Fire natos. <laughs> well, I, where, where I saw that? one of those on, I'd rather on see Facebook. A shark. I'd rather Jesus see a shark Christ, man. It was it was a tornado yeah, coming across yeah, a, yeah, a lake, tornado, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. just I don't know what to say. So yeah. I'm looking out in John's backyard and I see a frog out there, and I'm thinking about Frognado. Frognado, <laughs> <laughs> the less terrifying follow up to Sharknado. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> oh man, a frog just hit me in the face. This yeah, Sharknado sure is annoying. What? Will I get words from it? What was it? About Sharknado that anybody ever watched. It's I think it's the same thing as like snakes on a plane. They're just so <laughs> terrible. Well, didn't it have the guy from nine zero two one zero in it though? And oh, it was Tara Reid, I think. Yeah, right? Really. You just know that it's going to be so bad. You go in with such low expectations <laughs> that anything good about it makes it seem like a you know it just like manage expectations. You buy a, gra- a boxed wine and it doesn't suck. You're like, oh, that's a pretty good wine. Yeah. You buy that, you poured that same wine out of a fancy bottle. You'd be like, this shit is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> ah, man. Well, how is it looking in all of your vineyards, Sam and Bart? The same yeah. question to you. It's uh, it's Verasian time. Um, I posted a little bit on some social media account of mine. They all get kind of blown into the one uh, of just the very first berries turning colors in our estate Zinfandel. Um, that was a couple weeks ago. So, you know, we're now at, um, just about everything, including cab just starting to, uh, to change colors. So it's, it's, it's happening. Um, well, I, know, yeah, I saw the fruit photos. I mean, it's looking beautiful. This is, it's such a beautiful time. Um, you know, photographing grapes on the vine is not the most it, it can often not be the most compelling. It's not easy because well, uh, there's the the lighting is weird, and you know you have all the bright light, bright sun, dark shadows. But this time of year, if you can capture it, the sort of rainbow effect 
that you're getting on on grapes as they, you know, because it won't be like the whole bunch turns purple overnight. It's each berry kind of slowly does its thing at its own time. Um, I, I I love that. I love that that rainbow effect. It, it, it's oh. funny. I, I you look at enough winery websites and you see they always post pictures of grapes, but on a website there's no explanation that it's right. during veraison. And I'm always amazed at how many wineries have pictures of grapes that aren't ready to be picked yet and right. um, that they're going through veraison with no explanation, explanation and stuff. Um, but yeah, they look pretty it though. Is a, it is a beautiful time. And you're right. After trying to take pictures of bunches of grapes, it's really hard, whether the sun's <laughs> behind your back or, you know, the leaves are in hey. shadow. And uh, of course I'm not a professional photographer or anything even near I love it. it. And it's only with an iPhone. So, um, well, you know what? Uh, I have a question for you guys. Do we go ahead and make our T-shirts? Hanging uh, with hanging, hanging with integrity, dappled, dappled in sunlight. Actually, I I thought about doing this about three or four months ago because you know I had T-shirts made for the say what Kun was. Um, from Eagle Point Ranch in Mendocino. Um, Are they just sitting in a box somewhere? Did they no, get... I, I only got like six of them. I got different sizes. I handed some out at the Girl in the Fig, and I still have some of them. But it's an easy uh, Teespring. Hey, let's get a shot. Let's get a new sponsor. Teespring.com. If you well, want to have T-shirts made, this week. If you want to have T-shirts made for your company Ed's or got your Radio Misfits crap you can buy already you know t-shirts it's oh, not crap. I, stuff. I have stuff crap. stuff stuff, stuff. Yeah, stuff. Yeah, nice nothing nice, nothing nice quality product crap. nice crap <laughs> yeah i mean those bottles of wine that he sent has anyone tried <laughs> that wine it is fantastic <laughs> no i'm not i'm saving mine for a very special occasion <laughs> 20th anniversary actually yeah 20th anniversary of the podcast john did you drink some of that i did not i'm i'm you oh. saving I, it for a special I occasion have it too? on display as the sam it's right up there, right between your soils. This will be a test to see, because Ed says that he actually now, does listen I, to our see, show every week. Now, I, I have to admit <laughs> that we're drinking a, a, an organic... Um, does it say organic anywhere on there? Well, it... John's got some inside info. Uh, yeah, I do. What I think is interesting, that's 15... The, it says 15%, but to me. Um, it doesn't it taste a little uh, lean or a it's little thin? 1,500 above Moon Mountain AVA... Absolutely no pesticides or herbicides grown sustainably. St. George vines. This is not to my taste. St. George root stock. St. George root stock. This is not yeah, to my taste. Right. So, I mean, I, I, I love. I don't know. I don't like know. Yours, so like yours. Bar- Who makes this uh, wine? How, how did this get to us? Yeah, where did this come from? It was from? Uh, given to me. And it's Moon Mountain. Uh, Moon Mountain. Mountain. Here it is. Here it is. It's, Interesting. Um, Good label. Phil Staley of Inkadu um, produced this wine. It's 100% Zinfandel. It says it's coming from it was, the Nuns Canyon it Vineyard. It was picked at 26. Well, um, so. It, it's not. I don't think it's from Nuns Canyon Vineyard. The uh, interesting thing is, is they the have fire? a photo up here of the fire last year, October 11, 2017, when our vineyard uh, the fire had reached the edge of our vineyard on three sides. And so this so is the 2015. You know where it is. And Mike Duffy of Optima Winery produced this wine. Hmm. Well, it, I, I I think it's a high-quality product. It's just not for my palate. You know, I mean, believe me, there are an awful lot of Zins out there. And being that we've had Zap on this last eight weeks on the radio... 
at KSRY, um, some of them I like, and some of them are just okay. It's a you know we've we've talked about this a little before. Zinfandel is for its ubiquitousness; it's everywhere. Everybody's you know there's a ton of it in planted in California. Um, can be really great wines when farmed correctly and and treated correctly in the winery, and when they aren't, um, there's it has a lot of problems uh that are there no matter what and you have to m- mitigate them in the winemaking and the farming process and if you don't get in, tr- in front of those problems you're gonna have wines that become kind of hard to drink and you know this is yeah I'm this not, is one that fits in that category I, 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 for I'm me i'm not yeah. um how did uh, didn't you have limerick lane on the other day or was that coming up oh that I did, yeah. Did um, you like those wines? Jake Bilbro, I thought they were, I thought his wines were outstanding. I've always liked, yeah, I've always liked those wines. Yeah, I, mean, I, I was at that place Does before, he only speak in limericks? he bought it. <laughs> no. Uh, uh, Makes I, for a very interesting he, conversation. He, he has owned it since 2011. And we were at Limerick Lane, I mean, back in like. Yeah, Limerick Lane was originally early, um, owned by a group of firemen from San Francisco. Um, as I remember, Limerick Lane Winery. It's 30 acres and, uh, yeah. at the end of a road uh, in lower uh, heel At the end of Russian L- Valley. Limerick Lane? Yeah. Yep. Okay. And, mm-hmm. um, and their place is ding, in, ding, ding. in ding, the ding. middle <laughs> of the 30 acres, and the fire was all around them last wow. year. So, he, you know, we we're talking about, well, he, he said his, his vines were serving as a tremendous fire break. Hmm. And, Interesting. You know, so... He, and they, he said they replanted the outside edge, the things oh, that were, yeah. were burned. And this isn't at Limerick Lane. This yeah, is at Limerick Lane? I'm telling you. Really? That's, That's interesting. I mean, so I, 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 what, what fire would have been exactly there? That's what I'm... I, I mean, I, I, I don't know. You guys are both I, I looking at me like I'm completely Yeah, I mean, I've been mind, to the winery and... It was and like the one part of the Sonoma County that wasn't on that fire. That wasn't on fire. Um, okay. I mean, it was uh, in the hills above it. I, I don't, I'm not trying to contradict you, but... No, I no, just, no. It's, it's, I'm just confused. <laughs> now, then again, you know, we were Bilbro also... The family, you know, there's three brothers, and their father um, was the original winery, um, and, and they own pieces of property all over so i, I you know I mean, there was fire I, I up there at different you know up in the mountains yeah. you know the one of one of those that, that's the thing about it is look if we if were deep Trump in sonoma could, valley there was all kinds of things that happened during that week of the our fire where yeah. that were in santa rosa or calistoga or the east side of napa and probably in healdsburg too that well, we had lower, no idea because yeah. we were just in you know the, we the were sort of laser focus on what we were area. going yeah. through. So. Well, and I can misunderstand and misstate things. If if our president, I, I think you've if our president can once or twice, <laughs> fake news, fake news, fake news, great no fake news, John, great no fake news. But I, I but I, uh, <laughs> can I say that I really I've been drinking a lot of the uh, Casada Vineyard uh, Zinfandel lately too, and I really enjoy that oh, from uh, Jeff Jeff, Jeff Consellers. Uh, yeah, it's Jeff really Cohen. good. I'm glad to see he's doing so well here, honestly. So. I think he's happy to be in Sonoma. You know, well, right, he's out of Oakland. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you kind of You know, there was a there was a, he had a strong Well, he had a, his his tasting room was like Jack London Square, right? Yeah, right. So there was people, but you know, you're not 
tapping into a nationwide vein or really worldwide vein of of tourists that come here for wine. They're here because this is what we do. And, you know, if you're making wine and selling wine in a a tasting room model uh, to be able to put it somewhere where you're, you know, tapping into that vein, that's the only way to make this work. So, um, you know, and that's why there's 31 tasting rooms in downtown Sonoma (laughs) because the vein is strong. You know, that's a, it's a artery. It's a jugular of that, uh, (laughs) of, it is. You know, worldwide tourism. So. I see there's a new one opening on Broadway um, right across from Frenchie. Where uh, where Inkadu had where been? Where Inkadu had was. been. I think it's, is it something going in is with Inkadu there or is it something replacing no, Inkadu? I think it's a replacing. new, well, I don't know. Maybe uh, it is going in, but well, there was a new sign up. and Wine Alley, I mean, seems to be doing well. I mean, you've got McLaren in the middle and Passaggio. Those are the two that I know. Yeah, um, I mean, I we could go into that. Location. I'm not gonna, I don't want to no, go that. I mean, there, who knows what location? I, I know, you know for a fact that it's a very difficult place to be a tenant. So um, I worry about our friends who are in Wine Alley. Uh, a, you know, the competition is fierce. Um, the landlords are, you know, it's tough. tough. Um, it, so. It's a it's a rough place Being to be. Being in retail, yeah, is tough. I'm glad. I'm I mean, really glad I don't crazy, have a crazy regular business. tasting room. No, I couldn't do it. I'd I'd rather go see Steve than go into a Tommy Bahamas, though. I can tell you that. Yeah, me too. Yeah, if that's our choice, I'd rather spend my money on his Syrah. Right. Tommy Bahamas t-shirts are too expensive for me. I stain them too quickly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I saw Steve the other day. He seems. Well, I have doing two really of these. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Steve <laughs> Law is such a great guy. And his wines are tremendous. Yeah, and good stuff. They still have them BTG um, by the glass at uh, my favorite lunch spot. Where's that? <laughs> twice a day. Girl in the Fig. Twice a day at the Girl in the Fig. Twice a week. Twice, twice a day. Twice a day at the Girl in the Fig. The 11 o'clock lunch and the 2 o'clock lunch. It's you know, the only place. Actually, I have I've been, been there I'm twice sure. in a day. I, it's scarce. Have I ever done like lunch and dinner? No, you did dinner lunch. I've done dinner lunch. I did dinner Which, lunch. So there was That's a so sleeping I in went, between. Yeah, I went to bed yeah. in between. <laughs> See, I, 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 I <laughs> Which may to, be what's happening too when you do lunch there twice a day, I used John. to work with a guy named Peter. Peter Rogers, who was president of Nabisco when we had the account, and um, he invented something called the 12-hour lunch. (laughs) And so, yes, I have started at lunch and had dinner and then been kicked out. I mean, that's they it. They got two you cabs can, out of you, you before got, they did that. Right. No, well know, done. Well done, kidding? Chicago I restaurant mean, tours. Come on, you're talking. I bet we went through. 12 hours. That's that For me, that has to be a strip club to retain my attention <laughs> for 12 hours in between meals. We did a lot of business. We did I'm sure lot, you did. We did a lot <laughs> of drinking, a lot of eating. But, uh, I don't know how many contracts you can sign like, in <laughs> 10 hours. You know what? Plenty. Plenty. <laughs> and and when, when you're dealing... But I know how many dollar bills I can shuffle out in a 10-hour period. <laughs> lots, of, lots of dough, baby. Lots of dough. <laughs> All right. Hey, everybody. Thanks uh, again for listening to the winemakers. Well, hang on. Can I uh, yes, say you sure before can. you... I always do that, yes. though. Well, I, I never know if you... Sometimes, John's, you know, you're going to jump in. I tried... Um, some Shannon Blanc from Dane Sellers this morning. Haven't had it in maybe two or three weeks. Wait. 
Bart, you make Chenin Blanc? Right. I opened it. <laughs> and I, you, I have one when I can, You guys know what a fan I am of the wine, but actually it's getting better. So I'm glad that there still is a little bit left because it tasted really fucking good. And, it tastes really good. And what's drinking good, too, is in front of me this 2015 Steel Plow Homage, Beautiful. Sonoma Valley from Beautiful. 1660. Yeah. So that's the first time we've done a blend from the Steel Plow Vineyard. So we've always done, uh, for since 2012, uh, a 100% Grenache from the Steel Plow Vineyard. And this time it's 70 Grenache, 20 Mavedra. 10 Syrah. It's good. Uh, and it's, I, I, we pour, we're pouring it currently while it lasts next to the steel plow and the, ta- the, the 100% Grenache in the tasting mm. room. So you can see both wines. And it, I love, you know, uh, people who, you know, sitting next to each other, husbands and wives, uh, friends for years who one loves one and one loves the other one. And, and then you get to have that conversation. <laughs> why? And all of a sudden, people who've never talked about, wine in a way that you know describes the flavors um are having that conversation it's it's been fun so i got it in the i have it in the tasting house uh i'll probably have to sell it to the girl in the fig when the steel plow grenache runs out which tasting house that's a winery oh winery 16600 589 first street west john and you guys have rosé you have any i have rosé i have rosé i got i made 100 cases of the steel plow this year, I have about half of it left still. So it'll, okay. my goal is to make it last until Grenache Day. September. And what's coming up for you guys? You got any uh, Vinyl well, Sundays coming Grenache up? Grenache Day, the- Vinyl Sunday, September 23rd. Okay. Um, we're going to have the Fig Rig. Oh, nice. Ooh. Parked out front? Well, out back is at Sonoma, so you have to be on private So you got to move those Volkswagen vans again. The Volkswagen vans are movable. <laughs> they actually move. They have wheels and, and engines. I engine. thought they were props. No, <laughs> no. man. They're all over. They actually are it's drivable. In, so in case it's raining, we have some place to go and get Brian, high. Brian, yeah. they drive them. <laughs> Bart, right. what's going on with you? Uh, you know, just back from vacation, uh, Dane goes back to school. Helitan. <laughs> Dane goes back to school in about a little less than a week or yeah. a little over a week. Oh my God. Uh, that's, m- that's, that's more of a travesty yeah. than picking grapes yeah, on August. Really? 3rd. We didn't go back until like, I don't know. I, you, I, you, John, day. you never went back. Well, <laughs> I cheated a lot. What can I say? So um, that's what's going on with us. I, I've been out in the marketplace selling a lot of wine, picked up some nice accounts. Um, Tell and, us some new uh, places we can find. Dane in the wild. So uh, Andy's Local Markets is a great find down in Marin County. They have three stores. Uh, One of them is down right on the bay. It's a fabulous spot. Marin, you ought to sell Um, a shitload down there. uh, So that's a good one. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Well, for that crowd, yeah, why not? uh, 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 Solano Cellars. I'm going to be doing a tasting in about a month. Berkeley? Uh, it's actually in. Is it Albany? Albany, south um, side, the lower side of Olive. Yep, yeah, yeah. So um, I, I have a tasting in there, and I'm hoping that the other stores will pick it up. They all kind of buy individually. Um, so that, and yeah, we're just trying to. You know, it takes time to get these placements. You know, people come in and they say, "Yes, I like the wine. I'll bring it in," but they don't have room on their shelf, and then it's all about the follow up. So yeah, and there's also you know the the wine buying world. So because there's and. Brian probably talk about this more than any of us, but uh, you could love something all you want, but if you don't have the budget to add something to, you know, in your summer lineup. Right. Or the shelf matter. on the space. Right, right. I mean, and, 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 you know, I have been contacting all these people and, you know, a lot of them are saying, you know, hit me up after Labor Day. I'll be looking for my fall menu then. 
Um, so we're working on that. What a so. perfect entree, though. Right after Labor Day, you're in there. They asked you. So yeah, well, they asked me to hit them back up, and then and you, you know, and then make an appointment, and, and, make and an then appointment. and then you'll show up, and then they'll make you wait a half an hour. Before I can't think of anything better to have with my turkey than a little Chenin Blanc, <laughs> and then uh, a little Zin. What are you talking Thanksgiving already? Yeah, Thanksgiving. Are we planning we're, right now? We're we're actually and and I'm really excited. We are um, basically sold out of 2000. 13's Infidel. We're moving Unreal. into 2014. Nice. Um, so that's that's a big deal for me. I'm I'm thrilled. Yeah. Uh, Selling out the release. Great, uh, great the cab. The cabs are wonderful, man. Um, wonderful. Ready to release it. A few people have um, have have bought some. John's one of them. Oh, they're um, absolutely. Yeah, it's stellar. a totally different style wine for me. Um, this is Desnudos. Desnudos. Yeah, a little lower alcohol. A little more. Old school California Cabernet. Yeah. Uh, a little mint and eucalyptus in there. No, not mint and eucalyptus, but more. The um, Martha's Vineyard. Just not. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, uh, what, what am I going to taste if I take that 2012 that I've stashed and take the new one? Well, and, they're two completely different wines. Okay. Um, to be quite honest. See, that's, that's the thing. Now, I like to taste things back to back, so I choose one. I'm not going to do that with that. I'm just going to drink it. Yeah, I've got a mixed case on my counter with a Magnum. I saw that. Yeah, and that um, is a 2012 Magnum, correct? Yeah, we have five <laughs> more Magnums of 2012. Nice. I'm just going to the John one at a time. Unless someone hits me up for a donation first. Uh, hey kids, I would suggest you call Dane Sellers and uh, get a Magnum of uh, that cap, or I will. Is I'll that even listed on your I'll website? No, you know what? No, we so made that's those. a personal phone call. We we made those up for donations. Um, matter of fact, I just tried to hit up the Mayakamas Fire Department and give them one. And, and they've got too much shit for their event, and they have too much. Isn't that great? Uh, the the party is sold out. Down. The party is sold out. They have too many things to give away to sell in their auction. Yeah. This is the the Starlight Auction Dinner that they do at the bottom of Tr- Trinity Road. It's the Basically, big annual fundraiser for the Mayakamas Volunteer Fire Department, who were the first people on the line, the nuns fire, uh, you know, when it started on October 8th. And those guys, you know, half of them watched their houses burn down um, and they and while saving their neighbors houses. So we didn't um, we didn't talk about this with our last guest, Cody, but Cody's on the board of directors for the mm. um for the Maya Thomas fire, fire Department. Yeah. So it is Maya Thomas and not Maya Camus. Not uh, Maya Camus. That's, that's how they say it in Iowa or something. Yeah, Chicago. Right, Chicago. Yeah, Chicago. Chicago. All right. All right, guys. So, you, Brian, you have to actually go to work. Um, I got to go. to work. Yeah, everybody's got to go back to work. So Yeah, got to go to work today. But I'm excited to um, um, talk about uh, these uh, great wines that we had here today. And I'm excited that I got to drink some more Chenin Blanc. And I'm excited that Grenache Day is coming up. I'm excited that Bart's You're making just... Magnums and he's at danesellers.com. You can probably reach out to him personally. You might get a Magnum. I don't know if, if, I, if you call him and say, hey, my daughter's in this school. We're having a play. We want to raise some money for costumes. Can you give us a Magnum? And then Take you it drink home and it. drink it. <laughs> Bart might fall for that. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm already plotting these different ways to get a Magnum. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to Harvest this year. And I'm going to see a little music tonight. So I'm what? psyched about that. Whoa, what cool. are you, you gonna, Junior Brown. Junior the, Brown. Uh, oh, so man. Uh, at, um, the guitar player. Uh, 
right? real in Mill Valley. Oh, Sweetwater. Oh, Sweetwater. you're going down there. Uh, hey, I want to uh, George time. Porter. Junior Brown is awesome, man. Nice. All right, everybody. Uh, hey, we are the winemakers. Brian Casey, Sam Katori, and Bart Hansen. I'm John Myers. Thanks so much for listening, and we will see you next week.